Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Very excited. I'm going to talk to Mullins manager Skip Schumacher here in just a minute. Just give you some quick headlines brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Uh, Mullins, the, uh, the Heat, they're back in action tonight. They're taking on the Pacers. Tip off set for 7.30, 6.15. Your coverage gets going here tonight on WQAM with preheat. No Kyle Lowry, no Big Yurt, no Victor Oladipo. They are all out with injury. Orlando Robinson and Gabe Vincent, they are probable to play with their injuries. LeBron James became the NBA's all-time leading scorer last night. So those are your uh, big headlines out there. But let's head out to the Toilet of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toilet of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. He is the new manager of your Miami Marlins who have their Fan Fest coming up on Saturday at Lone Depot Park, so go check that out. We talked to Jeff Conan yesterday. He's got some big announcements. He wouldn't tell us, Leroy. He wouldn't crack yesterday with his big announcement. You know, I was I was disappointed that yeah. we couldn't get that out of Mister. Mo- yeah, I thought we could. I thought we could crack him. I thought we could crack him. But let's I mean, talk he to- said he didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Uh, Skip <laughs> Schumacher joining us here on the show. Uh, Skip, thanks so much for the time. Do you know Jeff Conan's big announcement, Skip? Uh, can we get it out of you? I have an idea what it's about, but you're not going to get it out of me either. Skip, first of all, congratulations on, on getting the job this off season. And uh, it, like, were, did you, when you get, went into this process, were you nervous? Did you think you had a chance this was going to be the, the cycle? You're very young. Uh, one of the youngest managers in baseball. Like, did you think like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get it this time around. I'm definitely going to nail a manager job. You know, you really have no idea what's going to happen in these interviews. Um, I've had a couple of them before in the last few seasons, uh, in 2019, 20, and 21. Um, but you don't know how they're going to go. And the other ones, I think, really prepared me for this one. And to be honest with you, I'm, I don't know if I would have been ready for the other managerial positions because I was a first base coach when I got those interviews. And I needed to be in that bench coach position to see and really navigate a game and understand how the game is run from this side. And um, I'm glad I got that seat before uh, before I got this job. Now, Skip, this is a, a old person's job. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so used to seeing, you know, managers so much older. How, with you being a lot younger, is this going to kind of help this team? Because there's a lot of young players – 
and a lot of guys that need to learn, you know, basically how to play the game and what needs to go into it. Well, I think it's it's all about relationships. I think, you know, Brian Snicker's not young, and he's uh, he's a really good manager, right? right. Um, and then you have Ollie Marmol, who I uh, was a bench coach with last year in St. Louis, who is, I think, the youngest manager in the big mm-hmm. leagues. And we won 90-plus games and, uh, you know, had a really good season with an MVP on our roster. So I think you can uh, win with any – aged manager i think it just boils down to the relationships and managing egos and can you do both and um so i think a big part of what i uh in my success as a player and watching you know the managers go through um you know winning seasons and losing seasons one had the relationships one lost the clubhouse and i think uh my focus right away from day one is, is building those relationships and and trying to get the most out of the player every single day so, uh, Skip, how surprised were you that uh, a guy like Jazz Chisholm came to you and suggested his move to center field? Because when we were speaking with Niner yesterday, he said that's not very common. A lot of the times, you know, managers or front office have to go convince players to do that. Um, like, so when that when he broached you with that idea, you know, something that's, you know, best for the team. Yeah, it was pretty cool because that was before the Rojas trade. That was before the Arias trade. That was just hey, if you need me, I'm willing to do whatever you need me to do to help us win. Um, And when you have your best player willing to do anything to help the team win on every every given day, any given day, you're in a really good spot. It makes this seat a lot easier and less less hot um, because you you don't have to convince uh, your best guy to do something he's uncomfortable with. Now, playing center field, is it going to be really easy on him right away? I'm not sure. He's an elite athlete. Um, luckily, we have an extended spring training with the WBC going on that we can get you know really good work in. Um, but the, the fact that he had his, his mind wrapped around that already before we even made these trades was huge, and um, it's a credit to Jazz. You know, he's ready to win. He's sick of losing, and um, and I think he's uh, he's going to be really good, a uh, really good center fielder, and and hopefully an All Star for years to come. As one of your best players, does that not help? how you can approach other guys because you have your best player willing to do whatever it takes. Now you can go to a guy, say a younger guy and say, Hey, why don't you try this out? Or why don't you try this out? And look, jazz is doing whatever he can to win. We need everybody to be on that same page. Yeah. I mean, that's really how you start, you know, setting a culture. Um, right. And, you know, when you have your best player and, and Sandy and jazz doing whatever it takes to win, wants the ball in all nine innings in Sandy and, and jazz was willing to play, even though he made an all-star team the year before at second base and would probably do it again, um, at second base, he's willing to, to be uncomfortable and for our team, uh, to, to help, you know, move the needle. I mean, how could you not love that? And Mm -hmm. yes, you're absolutely right. It helps conversations, down the road when, Hey, listen, you, uh, you know, our best player was willing to move off of his position to help us win some games. Um, I think you can do it too. And by the way, not everybody can do this. Um, right. I do believe that defense is one of the tools, the easier tool to get better at. It just takes makeup and hard work. If you don't have those two genes, it's not going to work out. Not everybody can just move positions. Jazz has that trait. You ask anybody around here, Kent, is he a worker? This guy works. And so that's why there's no doubt in my mind, wherever Jazz goes, he's going to be lead at. I'm sure you're thrilled you don't have to face him anymore uh, in Sandy Alcantara. You mentioned him. I'm, I'm fascinated by this, Skip. 
We've seen with Sandy, as you mentioned, he likes to go all nine innings. And if he's not allowed to, we have seen him with Don Mattingly in the past. Let it be known he's not happy about coming out. How do you balance that, man? This guy is a horse. He is one of the best players. And he seems to really hate being taken out of games. Have you already had those talks with him? Do you feel like that's something that's going to come along with the season of of knowing, hey, when is the right time to 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 ride a guy like Sandy Alcantara, and when are the time to to say, hey, we don't need you to 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 carry the load all the way? Like, how, how do you think that relationship is is uh, going to build throughout this year? Yeah, I think there's a double a couple factors that go into that. You know, the what's the score of the game? You know, there's different factors that obviously that uh, you know I'm not going to ride him when it's eight to one. Um, and, you know, trying to get in, he's at a hundred pitches already and you're, you're saving him down the, the line. But I will tell you that I want all five pitchers trying to go nine innings. That's the goal, right? To eat up innings, to save our bullpen. That is the goal. Quick outs. Um, Sandy's a horse. I want him to be pissed off when I take the ball. I want Lizardo to be pissed off and Rogers to be pissed off and whoever else, Cueto to be pissed off. Um, I played with Johnny Cueto in 2014 and 15. He's not happy coming out of the game either. Great. That's what I want. Um, Wainwright last year, not happy. Miles, M- Michaelis, not happy. That's the culture you want. You want these guys to be on the mound, the biggest spots. They let them control the game and say, "This game is mine. I don't want it to give it. I don't want it to give it to anybody else." However, when I do take the ball and give it to somebody else, now they're the biggest cheerleader for that guy who's on the mound. So I think it's a fine line uh, as far as that's. But you want that competitor. I want that guy on the mound and. And Sandy, it's going to be tough to take the ball out of his hands at any time. Um, in fact, I remember after that, I think it was in Philly, um, we played them uh, in St. Louis a couple weeks later, and Donnie went out in the ninth inning with guys on first and second in a 4-3 game, and he let him go, and then he got a double play ball uh, to end the game, a complete game in St. Louis. Um, so, listen, you just you don't know where he's at physically when, you know, when Donnie did that. Um, I had Donnie, great manager. I loved him every, you know, every moment I had with him. But I think you watch the game and you understand the player before you make any moves. Are those some of the moments during like the course of a season where your relationship grows with your players is that you get a good feel of things like that and you make the right decisions as far as when to take them out, when to leave them in and everybody else either on that staff or on the field says, hey, you know what? This guy, this guy's guy knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. yeah, the play. I mean, the, you're throughout the season. You start trusting the player more, the player less, right? That's right. just how it works. They earn your trust. Can I trust him three and four times through the lineup? And then you have conversations with your pitching staff, um, your bench coach, and then you watch with your eyes. There's always pregame meetings and like, okay, if Sandy gives us six innings, who do we go to? Well, Sandy might take us to seventh and eighth, and then you just watch it and you see how he's throwing the ball and see the crispness of his ball and whoever that is on the mound. Um, so I think you always have a game plan, but the beauty about this game is it's never scripted, right? Very rarely does it go exactly how you think it's going to go in your pregame meetings. I think you're prepared for it to go a certain way, but you always are hopeful that you know they, they exceed your expectations. We're talking to Skip Schumacher, New Marlins manager, Marlins Fan Fest coming up this Saturday at Lone Depot Park. We're looking forward to being out there for spring training in Jupiter coming up in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, Skip, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, so you have a great video of an argument you've gotten into with an umpire as a bench coach when you were with San Diego. It was actually against the Marlins. 
How much are you looking forward to uh, your first managerial umpire argument? And what is the thing that will set you off the most of these umpires that can be very sensitive? Yeah, you know, that was my first career ejection as a player. (laughs) And two years later, here I am uh, as the the manager for the Marlins. So, um, you know, honestly, I've known Doug Eddings for a long time. He was the, the, um, the umpire behind the plate that night. And I just, I had enough and I couldn't take it anymore. Um, and I think, um, you know, when you got to defend your players, the players have to know that you have their back. That's number one. As soon as you don't, the players don't feel that you've lost them. And by the way, you've lost them forever, right? It's not just right. that night. As soon as they sense that you don't have their back, you're done. And um, I can tell you that I will have their back um, at all times. Um, Cause I always felt that as a player with every single manager I had, um, which is a testament to those guys, starting with Tony La Russa. Um, so I think, um, I, am I looking forward to it? I, my family's not looking forward to it. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but I know it's going to happen. Um, I'm not going to give you an over under like how many times I'm going to get tossed, but I do have a hair trigger, unfortunately. And, uh, but I think with all these new rules and everything, it, there, there's a lot less of the ejections than there used to be. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's as many times as a lot of people think. So no stealing a base. Like you're not going to steal a base or maybe throw a, ros- <laughs> throw a rosin bag <laughs> like a grenade. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can lift it. They're a lot bigger than they used to be. Like, yeah, no, I don't know if I can do that anymore. Now, I, most of the time when managers get kicked or, or get ejected, it's because a player is getting ready to get ejected and they go ahead on and, ta- and, and jump on that hand grenade for them. Uh, that's mostly where that goes, right? It's more of protecting your player from him getting ejected and you go ahead on to take the L4. Yeah, you're trying to save the player. You never want to get, um, you know, I don't want to get Segura kicked out. I don't want him out of the game. I'd rather be out of the game or my bench coach or my pitching coach out of the game and not Sandy or Segura or Jazz, right? I mean, you're you're definitely always protecting the player. But, again, that goes back to having their back and jumping in before, you know, stuff hits the fan. And I think that's going to be, you know, a big part of a rookie manager is knowing – that cl- that clubhouse has to know that I have their back and um, and and always going to protect them, you know, at any given time. Uh, how have you uh, been practicing the the first day of spring training speech? How's that going for you? <laughs> um, I, I think you know my twenty plus years of you know listening to speeches given by some Hall of Fame managers. I don't remember too much of them, um, which you know which makes me a lot more comfortable because unless you really screw it up. A lot of those guys are just like, all right, get this thing over with. I want to get on the field. Let's start playing some baseball, right? And uh, so I'm not overthinking it. Uh, it's just going to be a couple quick hitters and I'm done. Are you – like, do you uh, – Skip, being a young manager, but you've crossed eras. Like, you've seen, like, how – young players probably consume the game. Like jazz is a very active guy on social media. He will uh, let himself, if he is happy about something or upset about something, it'll be out there on social media. How do you think you're going to navigate that? Like the idea of, you know, guys are engaged all the time on their phones and things like that. Uh, How have you noticed that, that change with players, you know, not to make, you know, not years through the game. Yeah. I think players uh, nowadays um, are trying to build their brand, right? I mean, I think there's life outside of baseball and that's okay too. Um, Cause you get to let the fans know who you are as a person and you're not just a baseball player. Um, you have it. You're a, you're a human being, you have a personality and um, you know, if you want to, 
you know, say some stuff on social media, you have to also understand there's some repercussions. Um, you know, how's that going to affect us as a team? How's it going to affect teammates? Um, you know, personal relationships. So, I um, mean, that's not jazz. That's, that's everybody in the league and, and every sport. Um, so that's the stuff, you know, before you hit send is, is, is it going to affect our team, our organization, because you, honestly you want to eliminate distractions and BS, right? You just don't want to have any distraction. If we're really in it to win every single day, then you have to eliminate the distractions. Um, so I think there's probably some, a lot of these young kids or some learning curve and some growing up, um, to do in our gener- uh, this new generation. My son's 15 years old. He's on social media. Um, and you know, there's a lot of like talks about social media and what that can do and affect not only your life forever, um, but you know, to your team and your school and whatever that means. So, um, I think as long as it doesn't have it, uh, there's no distractions inside of our clubhouse, you know, I got no issue with it. A couple more before we get you out of here. A couple quick hitters here. Skip, Skip, Schumacher, New Marlins manager. Get out to FanFest this Saturday, guys. Starts at 1 o'clock at Lone Depot Park. They got a lot of fun stuff. Jeff Conine, big announcement. No one will tell us. It's a lot. Skip Schumacher's a lockbox. He won't tell us. <laughs> so it must be something good coming out. Uh, what is the weirdest thing Skip Schumacher has done to get out of a slump? <laughs> I'm not sure if I can say that on here. Uh yeah, I mean, I was very superstitious. Um, I did all kinds of different things um, as a player. If you saw my, you know, batting routine, um, that, you know, I had to like do my certain my batting gloves a certain way and line them up. The Velcro exactly, you know, in line. If it was crooked at all, I could readjust. I don't think that the pace of play right now would not go well with me. Um, I'd have a strike called quite often. Um, but I, I do think that um, some of the pregame uh, rituals just changed uh, honestly and um but I, I like as far as like the weirdest strangest thing i've ever done um <laughs> i would have to get gas if i got a hit and i got gas out i'd have to stop at 55 or i wouldn't stop the gas if i if i started getting hits yeah so i'd have to go to the gas tank and go you know 20 55 i'd have to stop at 55 and then, and then go to the field so there's some weird stuff but yeah i'd do anything for hits you know what i mean <laughs> it's such a long season it's understandable <laughs> i used i used to have stuff like that but then i put my mouthpiece in and got hit and then forgot about it <laughs> there you go yeah. and uh what is the uh what is the favored uh dugout snack what are you what are you tearing through as a game is going on are you gum guy are you a seeds guy what what is uh what is uh you consuming as the game going up goes on coffee really yeah. oh yeah i love coffee um i like just just black coffee man like i just crush it all day long all night um yeah and i can go right to bed it's not a great thing um but i love the taste of it and yeah the seeds like make a mess i'll mix in some gum because my breath starts stinking right like i don't want my bench coach thinking you know starting moving away um but so like gum and coffee are like the the two things that i'll i'll have during the game have you been introduced to the cuban coffee down here have people giving you that rocket fuel yet oh yeah so i played in venezuela in winter ball for three months and then i played for team usa in cuba um, oh. so uh, very aware of the Cuban coffee and 
There's did a- you make the mistake that I did and they give you the little cafecito cup and you're like, no, Phil, give me the big one. What are you doing? Thank God, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a mistake, Leroy. <laughs> yeah, because there is a, so much sugar in that. You are you're ready to roll. There is a crashing element to that. Yeah. Too. Uh, so I had to take another one uh, after my first one in like the seventh inning. So it gets you going, but then yeah. you got to keep going. You can't stop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Skip, so thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. We're looking forward to spring training and uh, go check out the Marlins this weekend. Fan Fest is Saturday from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. A lot of meet and greets, a lot of interactive games, behind the scenes tours. And, uh, you know, Skip Schumacher sounds like we're in good hands, man. Good luck this year. Yeah, you guys were great. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll get you caught up with your headlines. Some cat talk coming out. We got rats off a ship and uh, back with more to this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 